Hi there, this is the Lesbian Review Podcast. This podcast is a spin-off of the popular review site, thelesbianreview.com, where we review the best books with leading lesbians, bi or queer women. This season is focusing on getting hot and heavy by talking about sex in lesfic. We will be covering a range of topics and chatting to author guests. Hey everybody, I'm Tara Scott and I am here today with Katie Williamson, who is an author that I'm a pretty big fan of and who I believe has some opinions about sex in lesfic, especially when toys are there. Welcome, KD. Thank you. I have an opinion about everything, so. (laughs) We are here today. So this is part of a series that we're doing on the Lesbian Review podcast, talking about sex in lesfic, and we are specifically talking about toys in sex scenes because... Lots of people have lots of opinions about this. It's a pretty controversial topic. So why, why do you think it's so controversial with lesbic readers? Actually, I did not know it was, to be honest. I I just know that in, as you know, I am very selective in my reading and, you know, who I read and all that stuff. I, I just know that in, I think... Every author that I've read, I don't remember, you know, a toy being used in anything, as far as I can recall, except for Megan O'Brien. Okay, I was going to (laughs) say, who I know you love. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I think she was the only one that that I can really recall off off the top of my head. You know, and I remember reading her reviews and, oh, and I don't know, have you ever gone on Goodreads and like read some of her reviews? I don't think so. You probably should. They say some interesting things. And I'm, oh, there's, you know, there's too much sex or I didn't. And anyway, but I'm getting off a uh, subject. People have some interesting things to say about her use of, uh, of uh, accessories. So, uh, which I'm just like, okay, what's what's the big deal? I mean, you know, I know part of the controversy comes from the whole butch film dynamic. You know, like I I said before, I've gotten reviews where people put warnings, you know, that, oh, this is a a warning. This is a butch butch character or, or whatever. I was like, I didn't know I needed a warning, you know. So, and I remember um, when I did Between the Lines, which Ailey's little friend is heavily featured, I mean, you know. <laughs> okay. Can you explain what that means for people who haven't read the book? Haley is more, I guess she, she's a cop and she's more, she identifies as more on a, on the butch term, you know, side of things. And um, she is someone that walks around trapped. So it's it's a, just a part of her. So, and that's the way I wrote it. It wasn't, you know, like some weird thing that she just uh, pulled out of the air when she wanted to. It was something, it was a part of her. And uh, even though, you know, for the most part, the book got great, you know, great reviews. I know uh, some reviewers, some of the major reviewer, reviewers, you know, Oh, um, there was too much of this, you know, there was too much. It was like, that was a whole different character. And I was like, what's wrong with that? I was like, I I didn't know there was anything wrong with that, you know? So I I did get a lot of that. 
But I, I think that the big the controversy about it is that it's quintessentially seen as a male appendage. And in lesbian fiction, you know, everybody wants to be pure and keep things in that in that aspect. So having an accessory of that nature muddies the waters for a lot of readers. Not all of them. Because, you know, there's quite a few, there's a select few who, I mean, you know, and I, when I say few, I don't mean like 10 or something like that, but they're in a minority who appreciate things of that nature because they say, okay, we, we do it in our bedrooms. Why wouldn't I want to read about it? Yeah, I've definitely seen people arguing against it or talking about how they don't like to read it because, you know, I, I've seen comments like, well, if you want to read about a penis or something like a penis, why don't you just go read a mainstream romance? Yeah. And I think that's a shame because that means there are a lot of people who, you know, maybe they enjoy mm -hmm. Sex with a Strap-On in their own lives and never getting to see that. Like, it almost reinforces this idea that there's only one true way to lesbian. Exactly. As you know, I'm... <laughs> I've been very vocal about a lot of things online lately. <laughs> uh -huh. So that bothers me that lesbian is not all that old, but it started out a certain way. It started, you know, you have your pulp books and, you know, all that stuff. You also have, you know, those certain authors that kind of helped the boom come along or whatever, who kept things on the mild side, because they felt like they would uh, alienate people, you know, and I'm just like, and uh, I'm just like, why? We're the ones that are reading it. We are the ones that are reading it. Now, don't get me wrong. I know there's some people who don't like love scenes at all, who just, you know, just are okay, you know, with them not being in there. And as long as there's good character building or, you know, what have you. But I, I think we've gotten so used to the old ways because that's the way we as readers think it should be that I think a lot of readers have a hard time with saying, hey, you know, this is a new generation. There are books out there that are different and it's okay. It's okay to like both of them. It's not anything against those, what I call sanitized, let's fix. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. I read it on occasion, and then there's sometimes I'm just damn tired of it, and I want something a lot different. A couple of weeks ago, I think I posted a request to the Lesbian Review, and I was looking for, you know, spec, fig, mysteries, or something. Some, uh, you know, a book with some juice to it, you know, because... I was not in the mood to read like straight romance, you know, just, you know, so I wanted something with some bite to it, you know, and I got some recommendations. But, but yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is that a lot of readers are used to the old ways, the old guard. And so, and they just don't know how to, maybe they feel like they're betraying something by, you know, oh, I kind of like this, you know, but... You know, I love so-and-so, and so they're so sweet and gentle and, you know, and all that, all that, you know, so, but like, what's that saying? It's not pie. 
there's room for everybody. You know, everybody. Just because you don't like it does not mean thousands and thousands of other people don't. I mean, you know, so. Thank you for spending your time with TLR. We rely on the support of listeners, patrons, and advertisers, so please click on our links to buy. Check out the show notes to find our Patreon link and support our advertisers. You are listening to the Lesbian Review Podcast. We bring you the best lesbian books, movies, and music reviews on thelesbianreview.com. When you go to write a sex scene, what informs the way that you're doing it and whether toys would be a part of it or not? Whether that's a vibrator or a a strap-on or whatever. It's... Okay, when I start... When I start a, a a book and I have my character sketched out or whatever, I already know at that point before I even get to you know the sex scene whether that's gonna be a scene with a strap on or whatever. I already know ahead of time. It's just okay. How am I gonna write this? It just depends on the character. It's like the characters I've written. There's only been there's only been two. There was Haley and and Sean. Sean was not she didn't walk around, you know, like that. It was just a couple of I think it was only a couple of scenes that were somewhat powerful that uh she used once. But it just depends on the character for me. It's like I already know ahead of time. I already do. So it's just kind of it's not like you go into it saying, okay, I'm going to write this sex scene and I guess I want to add this element here. It's more like you know who the character is and because you know who the character is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 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 I think early on in between the lines, I made it clear who Haley was. There was like an early scene where she was having sex with somebody else, which, oh my God, people had a problem with. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Which I was I was reading a book the other day and I can't remember what it was, but I got to a point and where uh, one of the main characters was admitting that they hadn't had they had been hadn't had sex in like five or six years or something like that, and I'm like rolling my eyes like like oh my god, so I've just been searching for someone, and I was like oh my god, are you kidding me? I thought I knew what book you were talking about until you said the searching for someone. And I was like, nope, that's not it. Because I've been listening to Not the Marian Kind by Jay. And the one character, it's been, I think, seven years. But she wasn't looking for some- Yeah, well, so- th- Oh my god, really? She's asexual, right? Is that the, the one? No, so it's an offshoot of that, though. So the characters from Perfect Rhythm, where one of them is asexual, Holly, mm-hmm. and she marries Leo. So it's in their hometown, and it's actually, like, takes place during the time when Holly and Leo are planning their wedding. Oh, okay. And so Holly's ex-girlfriend... Now, I haven't read Perfect Rhythm, so I don't know how much the main characters of this one, Ashley and Sasha, I think. I don't know how much they figured into Perfect Rhythm, but Ashley is, like deeply closeted because it's small town Missouri and she's afraid of losing her parents. Oh, wow. And like what people in town will say, because like she runs the flower shop. The flower shop supplies the funeral parlor. It also supplies like, you know, it's that kind of a, 
a thing where it's like, okay, if I come out, how will this impact my business? How will this impact the way people treat me? And so she says it's been seven years. And I was like, dang. And, but then she's like, but I wasn't looking because I'm not looking for a relationship because I don't want to lose my life. So not the same book you're talking about. Yeah, no, not at all. To me, that's, that's just, I guess, because I like an aspect a little as, it depends on what I'm reading. I like a little aspect of realism in it. And of course, I like to write it, you know, from that perspective as well. But I guess I'm just an open-minded person because I don't get the big deal. I just don't get it. To me, everything could, should go under that umbrella. I mean, you know. So this, you know, I don't even think it should be called less fickle. I can't it just be called women love women fiction, you know, whatever. But that's a whole nother podcast. It is. <laughs> it is. It, it is. is. If there was anybody out there who was like, you know what, maybe I should actually try reading books that have sex with toys because I've been avoiding them, but maybe now's my time. Other than your books, mm-hmm. because also they should check out your books. So other than those what would you recommend they check out? You know who I'm about to say. I do. <laughs> Megan O'Brien, of course. Is there a particular one of hers that you would recommend? The Night Off. Yes. It depends, you know, what you're going to move for for that. Wild. And isn't it the sex therapist next door? Doesn't it have a scene? I think so. I think her best, it does. Fr- I think her best friend's sister does too. Oh, oh I, I need to read that one. I, I oh my god, you haven't read that? No, remember, I, I thought I had the audio book, but I didn't. You just reminded me, thank you for reminding me. That may be what I'm listening to when I go to the office next But yeah, def- definitely her. To me, this is just my opinion. An opinion, everybody, opinion. <laughs> when you have those type of scenes... It's very hard for me to see them as sweet and gentle and, I mean, you know. And don't get me wrong, they can be. They can't, they can't, depends on who write them or whatever. But if it's an initial scene, you know, if, if it's an initial sex scene, you know, you got to have some oomph to it. You know, it's, it's got to be something there, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So it's just like, I just think those type of scenes, the raw, the more raw they are, the better they are. I mean, because it is what it is, you know, so. And Megan O'Brien is so good at that. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Yep. Thank you so much, Katie, for joining me. Where can people find you online if they want to connect with you? I'm on Facebook under KD Williamson Author, and you can catch me on Twitter. Rizzles Lover 72. That's it. It's, that's it. It's been fun. This has been the Lesbian Review Podcast. Find more information on our guests in the show notes, as well as links to what we spoke about on this episode. And if you enjoyed this podcast and want to see us creating more awesome content, then consider becoming a patron. Not only does this mean that we can keep doing what we do, but you will get exclusive content that doesn't appear anywhere else. You can find out all about it on patreon.com slash the lesbian review the link is in the show notes that's all for this episode bye